Hey guys, it's me, Kurt Agulina, here again for episode two of the World Wide Hoops podcast, here on season two. Uh, in today's podcast, we meet former FIBA referee, now turned commissioner, Bernard Vassallo, who speaks about his experiences, both as a referee and now uh, in his new role as, as a commissioner. This will be one of two parts related to the interview with Vasalo, with part two coming next week. I hope you enjoy this episode and stay tuned. to the show and uh, thank you for accepting uh, my, my invite today and uh, I want to start by congratulating you on the on the recent commitments that you've that you've gotten with with FIBA as a FIBA commissioner um, how are you do, how are you doing so far and uh, how does it work exactly first of all thank you for the invite it's my pleasure to be with you and share also these few minutes with you and also with all everybody who is uh, seeing or listening this 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 particular meeting um well it's going quite okay um of course uh, it's different than being on the court i mean i'm talking about international wise it's far different than being on the court i'm just in my honeymoon period of my let's say my new my new commitments or my new responsibilities but uh, the things i mean if you if you take in in consideration these new responsibilities everything is quite going fine uh, learning the trade and ultimately uh, speaking about learning it's very important that it that's holds for everything in life and in all responsibilities learning never stops let alone when you are starting off a new responsibility now, of course, this position you are you are in at the moment was was influenced by the fact that you've been an international referee for many years, and uh, um, people don't often talk about uh, about officials that much. And to be honest, it was one of the reasons that I wanted to have you here today. And can you tell us um, more about your experience as a, as a FIBA ref? No, it's the the highest highest commitment you can have as a as a referee in basketball, I guess. Well, you've put forth a number of comments which merit an, an explanation for each one of them. Let's start from the basic one, because you mentioned many times official, we don't speak about officials or we don't take care about officials. Well, officials, first of all, are not the game. Officials are part of the game. Uh, we An important part of the game, because after all, as you may know, and everybody can also be aware of, without officials, there will not be a game. However, it is bad if officials look at the game in a sense that they one would think that officials are indispensable for the game. This is not the truth, definitely. Where officials and referees are part of the game. They offer a very important service. And I want to highlight this last part. We offer a service. We're part of the game, but we offer a service for the game because ultimately the game are the players themselves who offer the spectacle for the spectators and for everybody who want to watch the sport today sport especially we're talking about top uh, level sport it's all uh, money it's all about it's a business it's a whole business and why should i watch a particular game in a particular sport 
is because probably because there's a spectacle that is better than watching something else and therefore we have to look at sport in that aspect and referees then within this particular environment as i stressed a couple of seconds ago we offer a service and it's important then that we offer a good service just like when you go to buy something from the shop you expect a certain quality a certain service and therefore referees are there to offer this service therefore it's bad when you have for example some new or inexperienced referees who might think that they are indispensable for the game this is not the case but obviously if you want to offer a good service you have to be uh, good at what you are doing you have to do your job correctly and do your job based on a number of different values which i could speak for ages about values like of honesty of integrity of fairness and so on and so forth that maybe we can highlight maybe later on even in this same meeting and now then you was then you asked me also about uh, other things um, about uh, referring at, at at the different levels yes about about my experience my experience um well i've been in many years involved with basketball uh, my first experiences with basketball go back to when i was a kid uh, when i was basically joining my dad my dad um, is in Malta is a well-known person, personality in basketball, especially when it comes to media. He's the father of basketball media, for sure, Willy Vassallo. I used to accompany him on, on games. I still remember clearly the first time I went into the Ta'ali Pavilion here in Malta, still with the concrete flooring, still with the, uh, with the stone slabs where you sit directly on the stone, uh, still with two courts within the pavilion. Some, some don't remember this, still with the two courts, one horizontal and one uh, perpendicular to it. There were also two games being played at the same time, sometimes in the same pavilion. Uh, this was way back in 1977-0 against Zeb Buc. Uh, then eventually I started playing myself, I started playing, well I started not playing, I started to learn to play basketball at Marsa Scola Sport once a week. Eventually I was attending Stella Maris College uh, for my school, my, my school time and then uh, there was a time to try out for a local club. And it was Luxol. I was chosen at 12 years to join Luxol um, uh, under 17 team. Then I started playing. I played. I played my 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 game there for a number of years. Played with Luxol. They enjoyed Floriana. Then joined also for a season. Uh, that time, Slim Juventus Conte de Fonte Greca. Then I joined also Hamon Liberty until uh, I suffered. A serious, a minor. I mean, not a, not a, a normal injury, a very rare injury, um, on the eve of a match where I tore a particular ligament tendon that joins the hip to the knee. That makes it almost impossible, not impossible, but makes it very painful for me to jump on my on my left leg. And obviously, with my height, me being only five foot seven. 
I was a guard, I was not my playing days. Definitely I had to jump to continue playing in the first division. And it was very, very, very arduous to play a game and then having some three, four, five jabs in your knee after the game for the pain. And then the doctors told me, look, uh, it's going to be impossible for you to stop to play basketball. It was a blow for me, a big blow for me. Uh, I was quite depressed. For some weeks, uh, I missed the game immensely. But then, eventually, I got an offer. I got a suggestion from the then president of the Volta Basketball Association, uh, Joe Faruja, who I salute. I believe he also had a podcast with Joe Faruja a couple of weeks ago, um, where he came with the idea that maybe I could referee. I had already done some refereeing work way before, uh, years before, when I was also doing some coaching for the, with the younger kids but my first reaction was definitely i will never join those no I'm, I'm i'm using very 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 kind words and very polite words these were not the actual words that i used but i will never join that group uh, but eventually i changed my mind also on the assistant of joe and i don't um, say that i made a mistake from then on a new door opened and it, Things went so fast that they took me also by surprise. Probably the the fact that I used to play also in the, in the first division, I had also some knowledge of the game, uh, helped me a lot to understand the players and the and the going on on the court. Because ultimately, uh, Kurt, the referee, you can learn you can learn the rules by rote. I can get anybody in the road that is good and has, has got a nice good IQ and this person he or she could learn the rules it's easy to learn the rules but to apply the rules on the court there's a big a big gap between the two because ultimately refereeing is not only is not only knowing the rules but obviously applying the same rules with common sense with common sense is very important sometimes this lacks and makes a difference between one referee and the other um, because I could go on the court and be you know, literal to the rules and say, look, this black and white is this or this, and I start whistling, but I will ruin the game if I do so. Therefore, you must use common sense. You must take into consideration the level of players you've got in front of you, the level of the game you've got in front of you. And that's why in one game, something might be called one way and another game, something might not be called. I'm not saying it will be called other way, but not be called because it depends also on the application of the rules on a for a particular game. But apart from that, apart from the rules and their application skirt, a referee is very important for him also to have his emotions under control. It is very psychological. Refereeing is very psychological. You've got to be mentally prepared for the game. Obviously, you've got to be also physically fit for the game. And also, especially today, when I started off way back in the 90s, internet technology was in its prehistory. Okay, we didn't have. I wished. I wish I had all the opportunities that today's young referees have, especially with technology, with all these videos and games and op and applications that you could use to review your own games. Way back, we didn't even have that. Even games on TV at way back in the 90s, I used you know scour 
the TV pages uh, on, on, on the newspapers or, or anywhere, anywhere to try and find a game shown, shown on live or recorded. Today, you can, on TV, on internet, you can watch a game whenever and whatever, whichever game you want. And you could also analyze all this. And therefore, uh, with all the material that is available today, I would say that young referees, I'm not saying that it is, but I would like, compare to us, young referees are pampered with all this information. And I wish I had all this information way back then, because I'm sure that one would have done faster steps or larger steps with all this technology, with all this technology going on. But coming back to what is needed as the referee, as I said before, uh, the referee has got also to understand the emotions of the players and the coaches, uh, because that would, that, that makes, I, I never, I never, because sometimes in other interviews, I was also asked, Kurt, um, are there bad referees? I never talk about bad referees. That's like I would never talk about there are bad players or bad coaches. I like I like to use, even when I do my lectures to young referees, I like to use three levels. I would say there are referees, there are good referees, and then there are excellent referees. The difference between the three is basically are minor things. But details are basically details. I'm sure that the good referee knows the rules, but then it's maybe how he or she can understand the emotions of the players, how can he or she keep under control and calm under stressful situations. Obviously, most of this also comes through experience. I have to admit that when I was young, my reaction to certain stressful, stressful situations varied differently than, let's say, a year or two ago, when all that's where experience, experience comes. In. But it's a, it's a big blend. It's a big blend, and that's what makes refereeing so nice. Refereeing makes it so nice because you are still in, in sport. You are still involved very much into sport, and if you really do refereeing in the right way, in the right way, I'm not saying doing it as a hobby, just one game there and there. But if you go immerse yourself into the aspect of refereeing, it is so nice because you will see definitely the game, any game, be it football, basketball, whatever, whatever, from a different perspective, and also and also it can also allow you to go into environments that I never dreamt of going when I was young for sure if nothing the fact that I chose to become a referee it made it possible for me to go into certain arenas and smell and live the atmosphere of certain. It's difficult to for many passers-by to understand what I'm what I am playing there because you have to live it to really understand. But to smell and be on the court with certain players, to, to see the game, to be there, to 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 feel the atmosphere within a packed a packed arena with thousands of spectators in an important games, it's it's a pleasure. It might seem I mean, some, some say it's crazy because this is stressful. Yes, it is stressful, but life is, is stress. You have to control then uh, the stress, obviously. You have, to, you have to think. I like to look at life positively, okay? Therefore, even if it's stressful, there's also good. There's also good stress and negative stress. And it's important that you keep that you keep yourself on the good stress levels, obviously, via training and good psychological preparation. Good psychological preparation that when I was young, Kurt, sorry if I'm taking long, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking many different aspects, okay? But when I was when I was young, I remember when I got, um, I never knew about psychological preparation at my my first years of refereeing. But very early in my career, 
I was lucky to meet two important mentors who were I would mean, say pioneers even Europe as regards uh, psychological preparation and and I learned from them and I started applying the psychological especially visual imagery uh, ahead of the games I applied and I saw that it worked a lot and helped me also to improve my game a lot but when I came back to Malta and I talked about these things I still remember I'm talking about early very early 2000s here I'm talking there were even people not only in basketball but also in other sports including football that tried even to make a mockery out of me okay and tried to ridicule me and saying what the heck is he talking about but as we know today this is very important today today it, um, when we talk about psychological preparation and also sports science today it is it is what it's making athletes into super athletes therefore this is the way forward if we don't invest into these things okay it's it, it gone are the days that you take a ball for example and you start practicing of course it's important for example let's take basketball it's important that a player knows all the fundamentals and um, sharpens his fundamentals but gone are those days actually today is a whole package of course the fundamentals the technique is important but as regards sports science it is also the make or break if you want to improve or not let me stop for now because i know we have more questions <laughs> no i i fully agree with with, with this uh, with this point that you're making because uh, as we can see all around the world it's it's becoming one of the major factors in in all of sports because it's it's the way that players can continue to go and play further and uh, and I also wanted to touch uh, upon the point that you made uh, earlier about the 90s uh, because it's definitely not uh, only the case for, for you and for, for officiating. Uh, I was watching a press conference uh, last week before the, the Jersey retirement of Dirk Nowitzki and uh, his comment was that uh, the only way he, he knew about Dallas, uh, the, Dallas as a place and, and the Mavericks was through the TV show that his parents used to watch in Germany. So <laughs> I, I guess it, it's, it's normal to have um, these issues uh, at the time before the internet. Now, I, I wanted to touch upon the, the fact that you mentioned before the, that the game is a spectacle. And uh, I have some curious questions to ask you, uh, because as you mentioned, you played in packed arena, uh, you, you officiated in packed arenas in, in international games. Uh, what game do you think was the best game you've ever officiated? All games have a history. There are games, let, let, me, let me, I'll come back to this. But let me put forth something, something that that might be interesting also for everybody that's listening. I mean, I'm not, I'm not inventing the wheel. I'm just saying, I'm talking from my experience. Uh, along the course of one's career, be it officiating or even being it playing, um, one cannot expect also. We talk about consistency, but one cannot expect that you are also always uh, at the top level every single game. Let's call it a. Um, Coming from education, let's call it A+. We can't be always A+, in every single game. You're going to have games that you are prepared for the game, and still you have a B. 
performance or a C performance. These things are very much possible. Therefore, uh, that is also what can help a referee to, to continue going up the ranks, that you must be ready that sometimes, once in a while, even if you have consistently A plus, A, B plus games, sometimes you're going to have that C, C minus games that might not be because of you, it might not because you're not prepared, but because the circumstances, because the game has progressed, because there were certain situations in the game that then led to certain instances that made it end up as a C-minus game. The most important thing, just as in life, uh, we all make mistakes, just like players do. Players do many mistakes in a game. Coaches make hundreds of mistakes in a game. Referees can also do mistakes in a game. And also, coming back to what I was talking before, what separates good, I'm sorry, a referee, a normal referee from a good referee to an excellent referee is also the amount, the number of mistakes performed or committed every single game. Does the world's top number one referee commit a mistake? Of course, even two, even three. But maybe it's only a handful of mistakes in a game compared to other referees. But for sure, then you've got to learn from your mistakes. It's important that you learn from mistakes so that if you had a C performance today, next game, game is finished, game is gone. And this comes also to any situations that have come around in the game. In previous interviews, sometimes I was asked, but if you send off a referee, I'm oh, sorry, if you send off, if you disqualify a player or you have an, an, an incident with a coach or a player, will that be recurring in the next game? No, the game has finished, that's finished, okay? You have, if we keep on doing doing so, you might as well pack up and stop refereeing because it's not mm -hmm. your job, then, okay? It's finished, okay? The same thing, if you have a C performance, forget it, let go, and then work on your mistakes so that you don't commit the same mistakes over again, and let's come back to an A-plus game as soon as possible. Thank you.